We want convenience. We want that digital ease, but we also want connection. Mm-hmm. And and that way, you know, we just want lifelong customers and right. that they know that we're here to answer questions or to be a liaison between them and their vet. Hi there, food enthusiasts. It's uh, Chris Rutkowski here again. Welcome you back to the Future Foodcast, where we're interviewing thought leaders in today's food industry to find out about the trends and technology that are shaping the future of food. I'm really excited to have with us today Laura Simonson from Virtue and has a really great story, um, really important product, um, because we're not only here to talk about the, uh, the food trends for humans, but also for non-humans as well. Welcome to the show today, Laura. Thank you very much, Chris. I'm excited. Excellent. Well, um, I, I like to start these podcasts. We're learning a little bit from you. Where did you come from? Um, and what led you to this point of starting this exciting company before we get into what the company really does? Right. Um, originally from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. So I was a prairie girl, you know, growing up on the typical prairie lifestyle, prairie diet, but had a lot of animals when we were young. And I spent a lot of time at the farm. Our relatives had farms. So we'd go out, you know, during summer holidays. And uh, there was one year that I can recall that made the big impact sort of for me to be here today. And I had uh, gone into the barn and my cousin was, you know, doing whatever he was doing with all the animals in the barn. And I saw this little pig that had been, uh, apparently he was beat up by a sow. And I asked, can I give the pig, put the medicine on the pig? His leg was really bad. And can I give medicine? He goes, sure. You know, yeah. So during the time that I'm there, I ended up bringing this beautiful little pig back to health. And um, I realized when I left that summer that I had brought that pig back to health. And of course, he had gone to market. And it, it was one of those leaps when I'm you know quite young and I realized that I was actually a part of of something that I didn't, you know, I just the, the cognitive, you know, dissonance that we have. Mm-hmm. I'm loving bacon at the same time, you know, helping right. this little pig. And I'd call him in every morning and I had a unique name. I called him Piggy. And mm-hmm. he would come running in and he would, the other ones would be looking around and I'd feed him the best slop. And it was from that time and forward and having animals and, and being in health and fitness myself, I was a bodybuilder and an athlete, loved food. And, and I felt it was our way, our medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's where I started. And I, and I got to Calgary. I moved away to the bigger city and mm-hmm. spent 20 years in Calgary. And that's where I realized um, that I had a real, I, I'm very unemployable. I, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I always mm-hmm. have been at heart. And I saw that there was always more opportunity. I'd be at the Calgary Chamber of Commerce and I would you know, want to explore other ideas to go outside of the norm. And I started mm-hmm. to do things like that, that I realized I'm an entrepreneur and, and, and went that route rather than um, staying in real estate. I went and started my own health and wellness um, right. fitness studio in Calgary. And it was at that time that I had my dog. I knew I wanted to have a dog as I um, was in Calgary and a single gal and I wanted to have my border collie that was always my dream dog was a border collie I was a runner I lived on the river mm-hmm. you know uh, the beautiful uh, Bow River and I got Shanty who was um, this gorgeous um, gorgeous border collie and I knew that at the time I didn't want to give her um, meat I was had become a vegetarian 
So I ended up asking a good friend of mine who was a veterinarian in Calgary. I said, what do you think? And this is, you know, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, of course, we have vegetarian food on our shelves because many dogs, you know, can't actually have a lot of animal protein. And Mm -hmm. um, so we do have to have an alternative product. So I knew at that time, you know, I decided to go down that road. I cooked all the food. I know you're talking earlier, Chris, about cooking for your for your uh, uh, cats. And I started to do that. And I realized that as I was doing um, that, it, it hit that I, I really, really wanted to be involved with um, the health and wellness of dogs. Mm. And so that was the beginning. Excellent. Well, I, I think there's a number of trends that have only been growing now, plant-based vegetarianism, veganism, combined with your own sort of formative experiences. And, uh, you know, I guess you're also your experience as an athlete and really knowing how to eat to improve performance, but all that seems to have coalesced for you into this business that you have, um, virtue. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to hear more about it. How did it get started? Tell us about your products. Yeah. So basically the the part about getting started, I I was, we'd moved to Vancouver. So I'd met uh, my partner, Gord, He was an equal entrepreneur, just we were both, you know, all of our our whole lives unemployable. Um, And I, I was, I was in a, in Whole Foods here in West Van and this is 2009 and I was helping a girlfriend with a demo. She was doing matcha tea. She was one of these gals that's way ahead of the world in matcha, by the way, a really, really good interview perhaps. Um, So anyways, I was, I was taking a break. I looked down the dog food aisle and I went, it's not there. And it still isn't there, by the way. Whole Foods still does not have a vegetarian option on the shelves. And I thought, interesting, this is, this is potentially, because I was looking, I knew it was time for me. After we moved here, we were looking for something that would be in the food space. And I had my dog, who was a vegetarian dog for several years by then. And we, so I went to Gordon. I said, you know, it's not happening. I think we need to really look at this. And he did his own research. He's definitely one of those very, very, um, you know, uh, skeptical at first, wanted to make sure that there was something, that this was the real deal. He saw that our, he saw that our dog was thriving on vegan food, but wanted to make sure. Anyways, so we, uh, we knew at that point that, you know, he did the research and we went, there's no doubt the market's coming, but mm-hmm. there was also something missing. And that was not only on Whole Foods shelves, it's missing in the veterinary industry. Hmm. So that's what we made a choice to marry the market that's already coming, which today is more referred to plant-based. We were calling it vegan vegetarian and also the veterinary space. It's Mm -hmm. a big opportunity that no one that we can see is working with it. Right. And that's, that's a great approach. Um, I think any of us who have pets know that you go into the, the uh, veterinarian's office and, uh, they're typically pushing certain brands. And we all know the one that starts with an H and um, also a great product. But like you said, it maybe isn't really not hitting what the consumers want these days, especially those like yourself that have made that step to plant-based food. It, it's, you know, the, the kibble was never made um, for health. It's been made mm-hmm. for convenience. convenience. And so we do know that there, there are definitely issues just with the fact that it's a dry food. Right. Well, what do you tell us a little bit about the products you have? I've gone through your website and looked at that, um, and you have a bit of a range in there. Tell us why you have those products and uh, how they're being received in your market. 
Um, we, we knew that we wanted to um, have a product that was obviously not kibble. And so it took, you know, we did start the concept here, like I said, in 2009. We, we spent a lot of time researching, um, going through the idea of having a wet food and how would we package it? How would we, um, because we have a direct model, right? It's a mm -hmm. vertical model. So we, we research, we, you know, we create, we deliver and, you know, sell and deliver. And we, so we knew we didn't have to have the preservatives. Um, the, the part would be how long could we have a bit of a shelf life for them at home? So mm -hmm. would we have a frozen food, would we have a, um, you know, 50%, 40, 50% moisture food and nougats, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So we went through a lot of that and we were working with the Saskatchewan Food Development Center, which is the mm -hmm. largest, largest in, in Canada. And the president there was actually a, a past um, employee of Gord's, who's my partner. And we went through the process of talking to the, um, the food scientists there and doing some shelf life on some wet foods and she started to talk about dry blends and that mm -hmm. she was bringing in the powders to create the food and you know we had till that point we're going we're going to make it all with fresh food you know right. so a fresh kitchen and we went I sat for a moment and I realized that during the time that we were in the process of developing this concept the food market for people was advancing so that the supplies and the the way that foods were coming was changing very quickly and I went, whoa, and it just hit. We've got an opportunity here to use dried products, make the blend. Um, obviously, we, you know, we work with a veterinary um, certified, board certified veterinary nutritionist is the gold standard in the, in the pet industry. Mm -hmm. So when you work with those nutritionists, we are able to create our own um, balanced, um, our own custom supplement, which is fully vegan. And we ensure that the dogs are getting everything that they need based on the AFCO standards, of course. We've even surpassed that because we wanted to be sure that um, our foods are really high quality, of course. So right. it ended up that that's, we, we got to a place where we didn't need kibble. We didn't need a wet product. We have a dry product. And now we're moving on to building new formulations. Our first formulation is getting rave reviews from the dogs. So, mm -hmm. so far, um, the, the feedback, the palatability is very high. Uh, I would say probably 98% of the dogs are just loving it over some of them now over a year. And so we're in the process of, of developing more for uh, what the veterinarians are asking for. And so we're in the process of that. And we also have chews and treats, which are made from the same ingredients as our food. So mm -hmm. basically the love cookies are made of the same ingredients that's in our love bowl, which is our first product. Okay. Okay. So that way, if somebody's in a feeding trial, because we're creating nutrition programs, we had done feeding trials here uh, with one of our shareholder vets. We have in total 12 shareholder veterinarians. Mm -hmm. um, there was an owner here of one of the uh, big clinics here. and We did feeding trials to go through the process of palatability and learning a bit about um, vegetarian foods that they needed to learn more than we did. Mm. And um, so now we're turning that into nutrition programs. Okay. So that's building another part of maybe some of the questions for later. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it sounds like you made this discovery of essentially how you're going of the product that you're going to provide essentially by taking what you've learned from the human food industry and what you were seeing there and saying this can work for animals also, but that trend is just as good for animals in this case as it is for the humans. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am, um, in fact, you know, I'm a real foodie. I used to take like a, literally a suitcase of vegetarian times and cookbooks mm -hmm. back in the early nineties on my trips. You know, that, that was what I was right. always researching. So for years and years, I've been vegetarian 
uh, vegan now, but of course vegetarian, I started in 1990. And um, I, I just knew that, yes, everything that we're seeing, like if you were to say the dry powders that are in a Vega container, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So the owner then, Charles, who owned Vega, and we, we had met with him one time. And, and I started to think about this the last few weeks. I went, basically, you just put a bunch of beautiful powders together and you've got yourself a product, but you just package it. Right. There's a right. lot of simplicity. Now, of course, there's, it's got to be high quality products. It's got to be balanced for us in the food world for dogs. But it's a really, really beautiful way to make sure these dogs are getting a wet food. Mm-hmm. So you have to hydrate that dry food. So, yes. Excellent. Yeah. Well, and, and you've started touching on also uh, something that is clearly important to you, but will also is important to customers, which is the quality of those products and being able to understand, you know, are you sourcing good products, um, raw materials, and how do you do that? But how do you both communicate that to yourself to making sure you're confident in that? And then how do you think about communicating that to customers, essentially tracking, tracing food from farm all the way down to the, the dog's bowl? Right. Those are good questions because, of course, that's not a natural thing in the, in the dog food industry. Is it? Yeah. You know, like we're, in fact, we wouldn't want to know where most of those products are coming from. And right. in our case, our goal was first and foremost, uh, you know, non-GMO first and foremost, because organic is, is difficult in some of the things that we need to get mm-hmm. for the for our foods. Um, the uh, the next thing was that we. Um, uh, just lost my train of thought here for a moment, Chris, hang on. Um, so ask the question again, cause I'm just gone off and. <laughs> yeah. So I think an, an, an important point and an important opportunity that your product has is because you put so much work into understanding where the raw materials come from one, how do you get comfortable that you're getting what you expect? And then how do you make the, cons- your customers understand that they're getting the best quality raw materials that goes into the product they're buying from you. Excellent. Okay. So on the first part, we, we knew we wanted to get the Mm non-GMO and next would be uh, that it's got to be from North America. And because in some cases, just availability with regards to competing now with some of the food, the human Mm -hmm. food Mm -hmm. is we want to be sure that. So the good news is for the most part, um, our products such as hemp, Mm-hmm. Um, pea proteins are very much a Canadian product. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can, you know, we were able to source all that very easily. Spinach, North American non-GMO, potatoes, mm-hmm. North American non-GMO. Um, the, we have a product called um, golden algae. Algae is actually grown on land. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's also one of our big future food, which we're mm-hmm. learning more and more about algal oil or, you know, algae oil. Right. We wanted, we need a whole food product. So therefore we had to have everything dry. Nothing is, is wet in our product. Um, it actually gives a really, really high palatability to our food because it's fishy. Mm-hmm. And um, also it has a high EPA, DHA, which is really important for the dogs that, you know, mm-hmm. as regards to the research they're doing. So anyways, that, that we, we know we're able to source everything from North America. Our goal is to get as much as possible from Canada so that we're literally just bringing in containers of it having it near our production facility and we can, you know, um, go from there. So we, we know the farmers actually, you know, the hemp farmers board, uh, again, have a background from Saskatchewan. He was also a farmer and he ironically back in the 1980s, he owned a food, uh, a meat production company. And so his background with regards to knowing where we're sourcing from understanding the things he doesn't have to deal with now, which is 
back then was when Listeria came along and E. coli, right. you know, was a big issue and his meat production issue, you know, problem. So that is, is really, you know, we know, uh, we have lots of experience with that. Plus we just hired a food engineer who has joined our team. She uh, also comes with a, a operations background. So we've got, you know, where she's working on um, where the source, the sourcing of our products as well. Mm-hmm. Um, most people that are, purchasing our foods now are definitely plant-based vegan and they're very mm-hmm. interested in mm-hmm. where it's from. And mm-hmm. so we just share the same information as we are with you. And then um, the more on the veterinarian side, we don't get many questions from many of the veterinarian clients so far. Mm-hmm. It's more just, they just want to know that the food is healthy and that we are, you know, preparing it here and they can right. see. Yeah. Okay. So you've got a ready-made target audience out there target customers in the plant-based and those that are, who are also truly vegetarian and vegan. Um, how do you see, do you see opportunities, I guess, in helping them to better understand the efforts that you make to get the best quality food? Cause right now they know you, they trust you and that will continue. But you know, if somebody maybe doesn't know you and they, and I know it's maybe not on the shelves in food stores, at least not yet, how do they know if it's any better than Purina puppy chow over here um, other than marketing and branding? What can, what have you looked at that yeah. might help them understand that better? Well, it's, um, you know, right now, because we're doing local, you know, because we made a choice to only launch in the greater Vancouver area at this time so that we can really get to know our customers, number one. Mm-hmm. When they first do ask, for the most part, most of them aren't even asking that question for us, but it's, you know, it's a good one, but most mm-hmm. of them just say, Oh, well, you're here in Vancouver. Um, we can literally open up the door at the back here and I could show you, you know, all of the foods. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go through any part of a rendering area of our plant of right. our production area. So right here, because virtue HQ is right here in, in Vancouver, we're, we're, we've already got an automatic trust base because people are already referring and stating, well, this is just pure food. It's just, you know, Mm -hmm. and we have it, you know, listed, of course, we have to list all of our ingredients very clearly on our boxes and packaging so that people can see where, you know, what it is. So once they start to read, oh, it's hemp and pea protein and potatoes and oats and spinach and carrots, Mm -hmm. and they go, that's that's food I can put in my smoothie. It's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, right. So, so far it hasn't become that question because we're not a meat-based product. So therefore a lot of um, they're not comparing it necessarily to the meat-based product, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now we're seeing, uh, just as an aside, a number of interesting things in this area and maybe we can come back to in a future um, podcast. But for example, in the, hopefully in the next week or two, I'll be talking to a brewer here in uh, Alberta and they actually do track and trace on their grains coming in. So the same, and they report that you can actually apparently scan QR codes to see where things come from. Right. And the same thing could be possible, certainly uh, on your products. It, it could, we'd have to become, you know, we, and we do want to go, go to the level of, of human certified, mm-hmm. um, say human grade, but you know, certified because then we'd need to go through that process. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, it because there are like algae isn't a human in in the form of um, the powder yet. It's not in a human form, like okay. human certified. So therefore, otherwise we would be able to call it all human ingredients, right. and then from there be able to say, okay, now we can do like you're saying. Could we track it? Um, mm-hmm. I believe it's the future because it's becoming more available for like you just talked about. It's becoming more available for the human food. So yeah. there's no reason why we wouldn't be able to do that. But again, we'd have exactly. to. Yeah, well, as you say, it is becoming the future. And as soon as it's out there, and these things tend to get adopted fairly quickly. 
Well, I, we've seen a lot of your innovation that I think sort of came almost by surprise to you as well on the product <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah. But, uh, you know, through the fun and experiences we've all had around the world over the last couple of years, said facetiously, um, there's been a lot of innovation on the sales and marketing channels as well, and especially e-commerce and, and how uh, companies are reaching, not only reaching their consumers for advertising, letting them know about the product, but how are they getting the product to them? And I wonder if you could tell us a bit about for your product, what are you seeing in the technology developments that's helping you get to your customers today? Well, essentially, I mean, you know, it's pretty, you know, like you said, COVID, of course, has just caused a really, it's been really good for us. Mm. You know, we were already, um, you know, we were already in the process of doing our deliveries when COVID started, or just had started. And we, um, we see that, and this, it's an interesting thing, like e-commerce to me, Chris, has to be married with connection. Mm. And that human connection which also is dog connection is what we're seeing right. is that we're marrying. How do we do the best of both? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, using an app like we have on Shopify for our orders, you can use the easy routes map and it's, uh, you know, how you can GPS and use it for our deliveries. Right. Those are the things that are most important for us is just to make sure our delivery people can get mm -hmm. to people on time. And because sometimes we're actually meeting new customers, getting pictures, with their dog in the in the in the containers, like our beautiful right. you know, red containers here. They're sitting next to them with their little handwritten notes. So what we're doing is we're doing our best to marry it. That those kind of things for e-commerce for us is and, and direct, you know, deliver direct is so good for us because mm -hmm. we want that direct relationship here in Vancouver. We're testing to see what happens. What do people want? Do they want us to follow up more on by phone, do they want us to eat, follow up by text? Do they want us to follow up by email? So we're in the process of getting that feedback from our year customers. We had a very special club that we started last fall, and now we're able to get that information from them. Um, but what we definitely see is, that it, and I've always wanted, I want the marriage between the two things that we want convenience, we want that digital ease, but we also want connection. Mm -hmm. And and that way, you know, we just want lifelong customers and right. that they know that we're here to answer questions or to be a liaison between them and their vet, mm -hmm. which is, mm -hmm. you know, a big part of what we're building here as well, Chris. And that's another part of the story. Right. So, you know, I see it as so important in so many levels with e-commerce, but right now this direct delivery is our most important part of that, mm -hmm. where yeah. we can literally... Um, uh, know exactly where they live, their phone numbers, and we have, we, they're not a customer buying off the shelf, so we know them. Yeah. And um, so that connection is, is, is crucial yeah. for our success at this point. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've heard that from quite a number of entrepreneurs over the last several weeks. Um, and it, it's, as you described that connection, and others have also described it as authenticity. And it's, how do you communicate that authenticity electronically versus face-to-face, -face. that seems to be the challenge. You know, the, the entrepreneurs are out there like yourself, very, very good at uh, communicating directly with a consumer. How do you see being able to translate that using technology into, if you will, remotely communicating the authenticity that you have with your products? Right, you know, and this is an example of this actually, Chris, you know, so mm -hmm. people can hear me or possibly see more of, right. 
I've been behind the scenes a lot. So I haven't been out doing this kind of thing. And I just had a radio interview on Friday and, and now it's starting to come because we're getting to be more well-known in Vancouver. And mm -hmm. um, I'm looking forward to doing, to me, to, to be able to convey, I'm, a, I'm an event person. I'm, when I was living in Calgary, I was like, I was doing, that was my gig. I had connection events, networking events. I was, in, I was always leading all kinds of networking groups. And I see, saw again that that's the point that we can use here, where we can have online. I launched it doing Zoom. So mm -hmm. I had a bunch of people come on that were following us for, in some cases, a few years. They come on, they're excited, they want to be our, one of our first customers. And so we, we had a Zoom meeting, then we started to deliver. I met everybody in person and, you know, from, it just went great from there. So Zoom is definitely, or, you know, having that opportunity to be able to talk to people and share the story. Um, then now having the virtue shop, the idea was, it's a big space. The idea was to be able to have uh, events so that people can come in and learn about plant-based foods for dogs. People mm. can come and meet their, meet our veterinarians who can, you know, back up what we're doing on the credibility as mm -hmm. well as what the, the nutritional needs are for the dogs and so that was a big part and we can do pop-ups so we can use we can video them we can right. video a pop-up we can put that on so those are the kind of things that we're moving towards as we're building now um, and having our, our our now our virtue shop and our virtue hq here hmm. yeah well there's uh so many media channels these days um it's almost impossible to cover all of them especially as an entrepreneur but you know what do you see as maybe if you look out two three years what do you see as maybe the key channels um from a technical point of view that are helping you to get to your customers because you're going to be way too busy to meet them all face to face absolutely you know it's interesting i didn't know how well I was, I've been so surprised by Instagram. Hmm. I've been really surprised by social media. Um, I'm, we're, we're, Instagram's probably been the most, uh, where we've received most of referrals from, but it's because somebody has tagged us or talked about us. So it's been that word of mouth referral. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, if somebody, we've had a few where they've searched looking for plant-based foods, you know, vegan foods for dogs in Vancouver. Mm -hmm um or skin issues and they find us via mm -hmm. they'll look oh instagram so mm -hmm. it's interesting so instagram seems to be and i think there's no reason why that wouldn't continue and mm -hmm. there's no reason why we wouldn't continue to see the referrals happening because they're happening now so if i'm getting a good result i know i met the team i've been to virtue hq or i saw somebody talk about it that i trust you know so it's mm -hmm. just going to be that sort of thing chris um i think you know the other things is, again, I, I'm such a, a connection person that for me, how do I, how am I able to use any of this technology to connect? And my thing is like this, um, or that, you know, we have events where they can be filmed and they can see what's going on with all of our team. But, you know, to be able, right now, what's working seems to be working, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. Facebook isn't it anymore. Right. Or Facebook groups are good. It's okay. But Facebook isn't it anymore, which I was surprised by. Hmm. Interesting. You know, it's not for us yet, anyways. But yeah, well, it'd almost be uh, it'd be interesting if somebody could view your product, scan a code on it, and get a clip of your radio show or something like that. Right. Just, that brings the authenticity forward. And we can do that. We can do that. You know, the good news is we can change any of our. You know, literally anything that I need to put on these boxes, I'm delivering it direct. Right. Yep. So I can, we can have on it QR code 
see our latest interview, we can do it every month because mm -hmm. we pretty much deliver monthly or every six weeks. Right. Okay. So anything that we have, we have business to business partners. We, we can put the, the human treats, I call them. So we give chocolates, all, you know, vegan okay. chocolates. Or, so we have all of these opportunities, a, a veterinarian coupon. So that's the cool thing about having that direct, you know, and you can use codes and you can follow those codes and find out where did they come from. We can track, you know, mm -hmm. the person got a sample, they got a free month. We offer a free month. Right. Then from there, we can track and see how long did they stay on. So the codes and, and that sort of thing, definitely a big part of the yeah. of, of knowing, right? Gives an idea there. Well, it's it's really exciting to see what Virtue has done in bringing together almost the epiphany you've had for how to, you know, prepare the product and to avoid you know the typical kibble format, but bring a fresh food, but also at the same time marrying up technology that gets the product out there through e-commerce and through your media channels, and it looks like it has a great future. I, I know that. Uh, as soon as I'm able to get a dog, I will certainly be interested in, in <laughs> well, getting I'll definitely the send you the samples right away. What do you see, you know, when you look forward one or two years, what do you think is going to be the main thing that your customers, your investors, the public's looking at Virtue and saying, that's, that's why they're special. This is what they do. That's amazing. I appreciate that question because it's, you know, as a, I, I see this and I, I, Felt like now I'm able to say being here a few blocks down is the Tesla gallery. Three mm -hmm. blocks this way is Chip Wilson, who was the founder of Lululemon. We're literally in the middle of where Vancouver type um, culture can really support. Mm -hmm. I this what I felt for Virtue and what we've wanted to produce, and now we're we're here and getting closer to being able to describe it that we are that see us as a Tesla of, and, and I don't mean, I mean that with a lot of um, honoring and humility because that's a huge um, unicorn, if you will, or a moonshot that, you know, that uh, Elon Musk has created and, and that sort of thing. But there is an opportunity here for Virtue to do extremely well, that mm -hmm. we have this type of facility backing up the, the plant-based research for dogs People can see that you know, we can have a school tour where people can come through and see how their dog food is made. You can't do that in another dog food company that's animal-based. Right. We can have that sort of real clean, clear, um, use technology in a way to understand foods that can make it better for our dogs, use technology in a way that can make it better to communicate. Mm -hmm. But our goal is how to, how, you know, to, that we can literally be a very, very strong, powerful change company yeah. that when our, when we do well, when our investors do well, we have over 70 investors, most of them are vegan. Mm. When they do well, and that's our goal, when they do well with us, they will do mm -hmm. good things with their money. Yes. They will do good thing with their good things with their resources, which we have seen so far. And mm -hmm. so to me, to have an impact, not just on as a, you know, public company certainly could be the option, but to have our shareholders benefit hugely, mm -hmm. they will they will make a difference. Yeah. Well, this is a great trend that that I'm seeing more of, and also doing what I can to contribute to, which is having people or seeing people be very financially successful for doing the right thing. Yeah. Where 
having sustainable products and promoting sustainable practices. And I definitely want to thank you for that. And one of the uh, levers that you seem to have with your product is um, working with the veterinary industry. And I'm curious if you can tell us more about how working with veterinarians is helping you to get a very exciting product out there through that channel, through the veterinarian offices. Awesome. Thanks. This is a good question. And this is one that's so important for the distinction. If if you were to say, Chris, um, 20, 30 years ago, when the nutritional trends, we started to see you know, this health food trend coming and take that hat of the human world and what's happened and put mm-hmm. it on the dog industry. Mm-hmm. Okay? Specific for us would be the dog industry. And if you were to think natural foods, healthy foods, we're, we're transferring that same humanization, right? Mm-hmm. So with regards to the veterinarians, they are our doctors for the dogs. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that, same thing with regards to the human world, usually medical doctors are not trained in nutrition, right? right. That's just a, a common. Same thing with veterinarians. They're not trained in nutrition unless mm-hmm. they happen to be a veterinary nutrition. Yes, right. right? So what we saw and what I saw from being in working with um, people in having my own studio and training people or as a trainer, you know, we had programs where I ran um, and taught groups of 30 women or more on nutrition and personal development and things like that, is that their doctors were telling them different information than what we were learning that was literally coming out in nutritional research, mm-hmm. saying, oh, you don't need to do that, et cetera. The same thing can be happening in the veterinary industry. Mm. Okay, so if the vets don't know what's happening for, you know, some of the new things that could come that can be applied for dogs, they're not, you know, uh, referring more healthy foods, right? because they've been taught, again, same as medical for human in the veterinary schools, they are sponsored by the large corporations, those five large corporations are running the education of the veterinary system, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? What we needed to do and what I felt why don't we make this fully transparent? Why don't we go to each veterinarian and we create nutrition programs? Mm. Those nutrition programs are done with dogs, not as beagles in a cage, but they're done with dogs that are living at home. Mm -hmm. And we can literally vet and watch 12 week programs. We can put the dog, take the dog off its food that Mm -hmm. is probably causing its issue. Right. Put it on virtue, watch, doing blood tests, your analysis, really simple. Check the body composition, the weight. Mm-hmm. And, and we can get the data. You can literally see and get the evidence that we need. Right. right? You started this process with the yes, yes, we have. It's amazing. And it's really awesome. And I go, why wouldn't we do that? So literally all the veterinarians are involved. They're not sitting in school or they're not, they're not being told by the company, but you're literally, they're seeing it. They're helping us and then their industry to collect right. the data. I went, why haven't we done that yet? Now, the, the thing is humans are harder. 12 week programs are hard to keep humans on mm. because they go and eat ice cream, they drink the beer right, and it's right. fine, I get it. The dogs don't cheat. Yep. yep. They can't unless you give them something. So that's why we created treats that match the food so that during the 12 weeks they're only eating that diet. Hmm. And that really can make a difference. So we can really see and show the veterinarians at their very, right at the level that they're working with those dogs. They can see the skin changes, the digestive changes. They mm-hmm. can literally see that dog getting better. And of course, we, 
some things won't change. We know that. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we're seeing some really cool stuff happening. So anyways, that's me. We're missing. We're missing out. You're innovating not only in food, but on the in the marketing and e-commerce side, but you're essentially a new vector, if you will, for health research for animals. That's exactly. And it's, you know what, Chris, this is not a hard thing. Yeah. It's just a matter of putting it together. It's like saying, well, okay, Tesla makes an electric car. We're making a plant-based food that we're going to back up. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's a new way of yeah. seeing nutrition for dogs that we, we should be doing, we could be doing. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like, let's do this. And this is where we have the space that we can actually do the programs. You know, I, I can see one thing that will likely come out of this with uh, some more work here is that you're going to show all the success with dogs sticking to a healthy diet. And that's going to work its way backwards to humans. And humans can say, well, if I didn't eat at McDonald's and didn't uh, do all these other things, maybe I could get that as well. You have nailed it. And Chris, ultimately, the foundation of why we created this, and particularly for me, if my dog can eat this, why can't I? Right. That's exactly the reason. If I do it through the bond of that love I have for that dog. And if mm-hmm. I change my, what's on, in my, on my plate, right? Mm-hmm. Because literally, we just have to change what's on our plate. And for me and our dog's bowl, mm-hmm. we can change our world. Maybe, can you tell our, our viewers, where would they find you online? Yes, definitely. So virtue.com, B-I-R-C-H-E-W.com. Mm-hmm. And um, my own website is laurasimonson.com, L-A-U-R-A-S-I-M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And to so virtue, you can pretty much surf around there and, and learn about. In fact, we just this is coincidental, Chris. We literally on the weekend just announced our a capital round that will be closing on November 30th. So we're doing a capital round to move to the next level of our growth. So that's happening. So you can read about that uh, for accredited investors only. Mm-hmm. And then um, becoming a customer. So if somebody wants to get a free sample, we Give it, we uh, mail it right away or drop it at your house so that yep. you have a free sample. And then from there, you can order a free month. And uh, it's, it's exciting when we meet the dogs and they go crazy over the food. It's a lot of fun to watch it. That's great. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you. We have Laura Simonson here with Virtue. And you now have all the right contact information to go out there and make your dog one of the happiest ones in North America. Thank you, Laura. And you have a good afternoon. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcasts. Future Foodcasts is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry.